0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young.
2: Good afternoon, and welcome to the Transformation for Success Internet Talk Radio Show. I am Dr. Young's co-host today, Mr. Hammond Bolden, and I hope you're making it a fantastic day. As you've heard for many years, Dr. Young's passion is to encourage and excite, motivate, and empower individuals with simple success principles to transform their lives. So each week, her desire is to make a difference in the lives of others. And as you know, we truly encourage all of you listeners that have been continually listening and those who are new uh, to be empowered to learn from others who have achieved transformational success. You know, like most people, Dr. Young goes on to say, you want success and you want it now. (laughs) But we know transformational success and change takes work. And sometimes many people want to bypass the work, but there are some things you must do to get results. And it's empowering to learn from others who've achieved at the level you desire. And you can learn transformational success more rapidly. So we strongly encourage you to listen today. And I have an exciting guest on the show who will share his amazing journey of transformational success and also his thoughts on his new book titled Because This Is Your Life. Our show today, as you know, is entitled Learn Strategic Moves. For a happier life. And the design of this show is for everyone the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. Each week you'll be empowered, inspired, challenged, and energized by empowerment commentary and some incredible stories and success principles from interviews with successful personalities from all walks of life profession, actors, educators, singers, technology experts, finance and wealth building experts, corporate leaders, health and fitness gurus, artists. And many interesting guests from around the globe. So we welcome you today to call in if you have any questions for my guest or I at 888-246-9141. Or you can Skype your comments or questions to us during the show. We also invite you to email us your feedback about today's show at info at Now today I'd like to introduce my guest, Mr. Cheney Weiner a sought-after authority on human potential and personal development. And he is also the founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential, an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all seven areas of life, financial, physical, family, mental, spiritual, vocational, and social, by helping them discover their hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what's most important to them. He is an acknowledged transformational leader and a leading expert in success and raising human potential. Cheney has inspired people around the globe sharing his breakthrough methods for personal and professional success in those seven different areas of life. So without further ado, I want to welcome Mr. Weiner. How are you? It's an indeed a pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm doing great and I thank you and I appreciate being here today. Absolutely. Well, Cheney, I want to just jump right on in because there's a lot of questions that we have for you today. Uh, So I want to start off, first of all, of course, we want to get a feel of knowing who this man is. So share with the listening audience, who is Cheney Weiner?
3: Well, in addition to what you were saying about being a human potential specialist and helping empower people throughout the world, really, who I am, funny as it sounds, is really what my book, Because This Is Your Life, is all about. And really all of where I've come to, to this point in my life, being a human potential specialist, and really who I am, it came about really from the time when I was 14 going on 15. I was always into sports, especially playing baseball, and I got into fitness and working out. And over time, that's what led to what I do today as a human potential specialist. then it's real interesting because back then I had this idea of, you know, this is what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to go about it. I thought it was sports, fitness, working out. But then what happened was over time, because I got into fitness, helping people, personal training. But over time, I realized that that really wasn't fully who I was, even though I love working out. But there was just something missing in that. And what was missing is were those other areas of life. Yeah, I was helping mm-hmm. people get fit and all that. But what about what was going on with their finances? What about what was going on with their family, their friends, their mindset, their career, their social network, what they believe in, their spirituality? And mm-hmm. it was at that point where I realized, hey, I want to incorporate all these other areas into their lives as well. Because that's who... I was. That's how I was living my life, and I'm really big on living what I teach and teaching what I live, so that's why I'm answering this question in the way that I am, because who I am <laughs> is what I teach and what I live.
2: Well, that's great, because I'd like to kind of segue in this next question, is what events helped inspire you and in your decision to start the Cheney Institute of Human Potential? Was it shortly after you uh, realized, you know what, I need to discover the me- the real me?
3: Well, what happened was, along the way... Uh, like I said, I got into fitness working out. I went out for the baseball team. I, I was in 10th grade, and I was inspired by the Rocky character of, of the movie Rocky, so I modeled That's myself right. off the Rocky character, went out for the baseball team, because I was pretty much grooming myself to be a baseball player. I, cause okay. I loved doing it. I was the last person to get cut from the baseball team you know, during the tryouts. <laughs> and the person who cut me, he made a comment that to this day... It really changed the whole course of my life. He says, you have more guts than anyone I've ever seen. Come out for the team next year, and you'll probably make it. And I'm thinking, well, why did I make it now? Right. (laughs) So something (laughs) happened with what he said that just really, I never played baseball after that. I went down a completely different path, and like I was saying before, I got into fitness, to working out, and that really led into bringing in those other areas of life. I didn't fully realize what was going on at the time, but I knew something changed. I knew something that there was a switch in my life that went, that went off, and
2: that's what led me down this path to what I do today. Okay. Well, describe a little bit, because you did mention when you were in the 10th grade, how, how it was it growing up in your hometown? Yeah, I'm from,
3: I was born in New York. I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in the Old Bridge, New Jersey, Sayreville section, which is in central New Jersey, and it's mm-hmm. interesting because um, I still keep in touch with a lot of people from there, even though I just moved out to Arizona. And really, it was a very unique place. I'm sure you heard of Bon Jovi. He came out of there. He lived two houses mm-hmm. of elements over from me. So I was always around people. Really, it all started off, in addition to sports, but being around people who were listening to the type of music, different types of music. I, I became friendly with these people. And believe right. it or not, a, a lot of my inspiration and ideas have come off of that. So it was just being around that type of environment and really a close-knit area. And the people there who were now know, there today, it's still pretty much like that, even though we all live in different places.
2: Oh, wow. Well, you know, as, a, as someone growing up in the area of New Jersey, were there some roadblocks that, uh, that you came against, and how did you overcome <laughs> some of those?
3: <laughs> well, well, there were two of them. First one is we moved around a lot, especially up until I was nine years old. I still remember the last half of third grade, I was nine, and into the beginning of fourth grade, I went to five elementary schools over an eight-month time frame. That's when Ooh. we moved into central New Jersey, Old Bridge, Sareville, and then that moving stopped. The other issue and roadblock that I was dealing with was being made fun of, being picked on, look at my name. I'm glad you said it's Cheney Weiner. I used to get Weiner, Chauncey, right. all the funny different names. People <laughs> would make fun of me and pick on right. me, but that stopped like I was saying before about the story, I went out for, uh, for the baseball team. When I got cut mm-hmm. from that team, I something happened that people saw that I was standing up for who I was, and mm. that at that point nobody picked on me anymore. It was it was just just a complete stop, and that also contributed to going down the path in what I do. And even many of the topics I talk about stem off of that.
2: Right. So how did what was it uh, what was there a principle, or was there something that uh, clicked, uh, some thought, or some principle that you may have learned how to overcome that? Um, because I know, for me personally, I also had to deal with being attacked um, at an early age with my name. You know, my first name being Hammond. Hammond uh, was not a very common name growing up in my time, and uh, so yeah, I was being assassinated by my name. And you know, they say sticks and stones uh, don't break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I think that's a lie. Uh, I think <laughs> words do hurt. The other way around. Uh, just like Just like we know words can change, create, and inspire, but words can also be very damaging and uh, so all of the names that uh, they were calling me uh, caused me to get into a a you know a wall where i began to build and hide and not want to be me and when anyone would ask my name i would hesitate i'd think, try to think of some other name then you know later on in my adolescence i'm trying to be be someone else and you know i'm slowly you know losing my identity because i was very light skinned you know with sandy blonde brownish hair i mean i just was this totally different kid you know in the neighborhood and a very unusual name <laughs> so I understand the importance you know of trying to overcome some of those things
3: yeah you know uh, let me yeah. l- let me speak to that for a moment and it's very interesting that you bring that up now I understand that I have a unique name you have a unique name but not everybody else does but that really doesn't it really doesn't matter because really when you stand up for who you are, for what you believe in, and you stand up to people, not in the way where you go around and, and want to fight them all the time, but when you stand sure. up for who you are, people will sense that, and a lot of that stuff will stop. I mean there's always going to be some people who are still going to do it, but once you understand that and you know how to deal with that, it just it rolls off your back.
2: Well, I'm glad you brought that up. It, it took some years later, but you know what I did? Cheney? I actually went and looked up what my name meant. So I looked into the book of names and saw what my name meant and found a scriptural definition uh, of my name and a scriptural reference of my name. And that really, really helped uh, because I began to grow into confidence and being very confident in my name, knowing that my name is chosen, knowing my name is special. So yeah, those are things that I did to to develop uh, and go into the confidence of the name that I was given by my parents and i began to take ownership of that so now i began to pronounce it uh not ashamed of people saying say that again and i'd spell it and say hammond like the b3 organ oh yes hammond or i'll say hammond louisiana <laughs> to help them identify but of course it took me a minute but yeah, as a while i began to get confident and uh owning who i am and, and what god has called me to do uh, which leads us to another question um because I know what some things that motivate and help me pursue dreams. So I just wanted to ask you, and you could share with the listening audience, who or what keeps you motivated to pursue well, your dreams? it's going to sound
3: interesting, but what keeps me motivated is that I'm not motivated because I pretty much – I rely off inspiration because in, in, being inspired comes from within. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone's having to be motivated – in fact, the best example I can give is and – I, and I can relate to this because I used to personally train people New Year's resolutions – 95% of people who came to me for fitness training wanted came to me to be motivated, which meant right. that, that I had to do something to get them to do what they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that this, this is coming up right now. That's one of the reasons why I transitioned out of fitness into what I'm doing now as a human potential specialist, because... I didn't really want to be seen as the motivator. I wanted to be seen as the inspirer, if there's such a word. Right. And, to, you know, it goes back to the Gandhi quote, and be the change you seek in the world. I didn't want people to rely on me, and, and mm-hmm. I still actually, the different programs I teach now, I don't want them relying on me. I want them to take what I give them and bring it into their own life, have it work for them, and have them be inspired in the process of doing it. Now, with that being said, to answer your question, well, number one, that's what, inspires me and in terms of the who inspires me or as you said motivate me my stepfather and I talk about him in the book he passed away in 1992 but he was the one who really got me or as he used to say, well let me say this he used to be a headhunter which back in the day was the job placement person so he would be getting on the right. phones he'd be getting on the phones he'd be talking with people wheeling and dealing in a good way and he would always tell me you know you gotta hustle you gotta hustle he would snap his fingers you gotta be a go-getter it didn't click then, but once I got into my late teenage years, early 20s, and moving onward, it did. So now this has contributed to what I do, going on these radio shows, getting on the phone with people, and mm-hmm. just you know, when I'm in different environments where I don't know anyone, just going up to people I don't know and just talking to them. So he really, from a person-wise, unquestionably was and still is my greatest inspiration because I still look back on those days even though he passed away, and I could take mm-hmm. so much from what he taught me.
2: Wow. That's awesome. Um, speaking of grandfather, so, so was mine on my dad's side. It uh, was one of my greatest inspirations. I uh, just absolutely love that man. Well, uh, we're getting ready to take a break here in a minute, but before we do, I just wanted to let the uh, listening audience uh, let them know also that we're going to talk when we come back about Cheney's latest book um, that he's got out, um, Because This Is Your Life. And I really think that this is a great opportunity for those who listen to really focus in. Uh, get your pens and paper out. Maybe take some notes if you're not driving, of course. And uh, have, take a minute. To really uh, digest and, and let this marinate a little bit, because as he said earlier, you know, motivation and inspiration, you know, and being inspired uh, was one of the key things that Dr. Young is always looking to do, is to inspire lives, uh, to excite and and to encourage and empower you, and that's what we want to talk about here. So, uh, folks, I just want you to tune in. Uh, but Cheney, real quick, uh, you know, before we take a little quick break here, um, what inspired you to write this book? <laughs>
3: Do we have another show for that? (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, just to answer the question. In in ten words or less. (laughs) Well, it really spins off of what I was just saying about my stepfather who passed away. Because, in fact, I dedicated the book to him. And really, it's all about living in the world and being who you are because the world is doing many things to try to get you to be who you aren't. And that's Mm -hmm. really the inspiration behind the book.
2: Wow. Geez. Now how long has it been out now?
3: I re- I re- my stepfather when he was alive his birthday was September 3rd. I made the official release on September 3rd.
2: Oh wow. It, it
3: just it's interesting. It just timed out that way and that's when it was officially released.
2: Mm -mm -mm. and so again listening audience we we truly want you to tune in Uh, he's got some great stuff that he's going to share on his thoughts about this book Um, then we'll also talk about how you can get your copy Uh, so please I just want you folks to listen in, tune in and uh, continue to be inspired by this wonderful man, uh, Mr. Cheney Weiner so we're going to go to a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about his awesome book that was inspired by his grandfather, so folks tune in don't touch that dial and we'll be right back
1: us on twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn empowerment
0: do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands remember you are not alone every week host april j ford who has faced adversity as a constant in her life helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are april's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse Becoming a Widow and Single Parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just
2: can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Transformation for Success Show with Dr. Barbara Young, and I am her co-host today, Mr. Hammond Bolden. And we are talking with Mr. Cheney Weiner. Uh, Cheney Weiner, as we mentioned earlier, is uh, a sought-after authority on human potential and personal development, founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential. And we were talking about his new book, inspired by his stepfather, Uh, correction on that, but his stepfather who inspired this book and released it in September 3rd called Because This Is Your Life. So listeners, I want you to tune in, and we're going to fire some of these questions out to Cheney, and um, so I'm going to start off one, Cheney, is what does it take um, to feel and be appreciated for who you are and all you do?
3: Well, every human being at their true core, their their human nature – is to be who they are and to be appreciated for that. And it's about making a difference and in a way that allows your uniqueness to shine, So, like I was saying before, so you can be your true self, the person you were put in this world to be. And Mm -hmm. I know many people out there are promoting happiness and all that. Happiness is important, but feeling appreciated, respected, recognized... It goes beyond the happiness. The happiness that people feel is really a result of being appreciated, respected, and recognized for who they are and all they do. Now, in terms of what it takes to feel appreciated for who you are and all you do is just to be who you are. I alluded to the quote before, which is by Emerson, and that is to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest Mm. accomplishment and, right. this all, and this is all about really knowing, I'll just sum it up in a sentence or two, it's all about knowing that no matter what you do in your life, no matter what it is, you're going to have people liking and disliking you, you're going to have people praising and criticizing you, you're going to have people supporting and challenging you equally. So since you're going to get this anyway from the people that you deal with, you may as well do what you will put on this earth to be, do, and have, and that's to be who you are, and right. to know what that is, and to not have people worry about you, because you're going to get
2: that anyway from people. So true, uh, which of course uh, every every part of life, whether it's home, you know, family, friends, uh, work, especially uh, family. Man, you know, I was thinking about uh, the other day when I was preparing for the show. I was just telling someone at, uh, I think I was here at work, but I said, you know what? I think criticism is necessary in our lives. Um, I mean, I know we got uh, criticism that may not be. Healthy, But I think criticism kind of keeps us sharp Um, because, again, as you mentioned about feeling appreciated, knowing who you are, um, if criticism is coming that's constructive uh, from someone who does have value and cares about who you are, the criticism can actually make some changes in your life. So I'm going to ask you this. As a big part of feeling and being appreciated has to do with feeling worth it, as you said in your book, for all you do. So, this brings up this, this thing versus self worth and self esteem, you know. And I know some people may battle with that. Um, I also uh, run a youth group for young teen boys from 7th to 12th grade. And those are some of the things that we have to deal with, which is being self worth and versus self esteem. So, why don't you share with us what's the difference and how they are involved in someone being able to feel appreciated, like you talked about in your book?
3: Well, in several ways this is along the lines of what we were talking about earlier about being motivated versus being inspired. Inspired. In yes. In this case, self esteem is external, comes from the outside. So let's say you're a woman, I'm not a woman, but let's I know there's women listening. Let's say you're a woman and someone says, Oh, your hair looks beautiful today, your face, your makeup, you look beautiful. Well the chances are the chances are she's gonna feel really good about that. Whereas if that same person came along and said, You look like you're ugly, you look like crap, that type of thing. She may get upset. Now, if she, if she has, let's say, in essence, a low self-esteem, she'll let that bother her. But if she has a high self-worth, self-worth comes from within, she'll okay. let that, as I like to say, roll off her back. She won't let it bother her. So really, really, you can look at the difference. Is self-esteem, it can be raised or lowered as a result of what others say about you self worth comes from within it's not dependent on what others think about you it's what you feel
2: about you very good well put uh many years ago i had met uh a national trainer uh that was training for direct sales it was my first time into the industry um but one of the things that he talked about in our interview and there were over 125 applicants this particular day and it was a weekend um type uh uh, interviews he was doing and so one of the questions he asked me is you know you know why would i give you this job and i just said hey you know what i think i have the enthusiasm to get it done and he looked at me and jumped up and then he walks out in front of the foyer where there had been a good 75 people out there waiting to be interviewed and said if you don't have enthusiasm you might as well leave now and half of the people left <laughs> he told me, enthusiasm sells, Hammond. When Sorry. you have enthusiasm, when you feel good about yourself within, it draws people. So you could be knocking on someone's door. They take a look at you, and their first thing to say, "Oh my God, what are you selling?" My co- Well, whatever you're buying. How you doing today? <laughs> My name's Hammond. So enthusiasm, as he shared with me, and, and really feeling good about yourself, like you were talking about that inward thing, can really get you into a lot of doors. So thank you for sharing that, Chaney. I think that's an important quality of us learning to tap within.
3: Yeah, let Instead me of, also mention something else along this lines. This is one of those takeaways I want to give everyone listening. Just a little right exercise on. that I do every day, and I have people who I coach do. Just ask yourself mm-hmm. a simple question. You can write it down, type it, however you want to do it. Ask yourself, what is it about who I am that brings value to the world? Hey, Amen. And yeah. you can even take it a step further. You can say, well, what is it about who I am that brings value to my family, that brings value to my friends, that brings value to my career, You get the idea and just take the time and don't write two or three answers. Do this every day. Write three, four answers every day and you're going to see that there is something about you that brings value to the world. And the key part is something about you, not someone else, but about
2: you. There it is. Very good. Did you hear that, people? What is it about you? How are you bringing value to your dot, dot, dot? Fill in that blank. Uh, I tell you, that's that's some good stuff right there. That was a, a giveaway. So I hope you folks wrote that down. Now we're going to move into our next question, Chaney, uh, talking a little bit about something you, you quoted, how loving yourself is involved. Yes, people, we're talking about love right now. Uh, so involved in feeling and a being appreciated. Can you kind of discuss that a little further and kind of bring some light on that?
3: Yes, and I want to preface it by saying that When it comes to loving yourself, it's not about being conceited, not about being stuck up or only caring about yourself or having an ego, because that's what it was considered when I was growing up. It's not about that. It's about really being able to appreciate and love all the parts of who you are, even the things that you dislike about yourself. In fact, in the book, I talk about something that whenever I bring this up it really gets people thinking and that is well what if there, What if you were on 24 hour TV and people got to see you 24 hours a day the question there is well the things that you don't like about yourself or the things that you want to hide from others and don't want others to see mm-hmm. can you appreciate that about yourself can you mm. love that about yourself That, it, in other words if other people found out about that would you be okay with that and that's gets people thinking but it's a good test it's a good barometer to really Mm -hmm. see because when you're okay with that and, and if people found out that hey you're a slob or you do whatever behind closed doors if you're okay with that and it doesn't bother you that's one of the big ways in learning how to love yourself and i know that goes against or somewhat goes against what many people term loving yourself but think about it think about your own life think about the things you do and you know, when people find out, or if they were to find out, how would you feel about that?
2: Mm. Wow. Well, this leads right into, Cheney, what, what you spoke about in your book as well, where you talk about the voices of love and appreciation. And that was kind of interesting. So talk a little bit about that, about the voices.
3: Yeah, when, when you appreciate and love yourself and when others appreciate and love you or the two sides Mm -hmm. of who you are, those are what I call the voices of love and appreciation. And what I mean by the two sides are, it goes back to what I was just saying. If someone was to find out that you're a slob, I'm going to say some funny stuff here, that you pick your nose, that Mm -hmm. you suck your thumb, that you, whatever it is. Smack your cheese. (laughs) Yeah, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. if other people were to find out, if one that didn't bother you, and two, if other people would appreciate that value. Now, I know I'm getting a little bit on the extreme side, but you get the idea. you yes. can see most people, they most people who want to be appreciated, they seek out more of the positives. They want more support, they want more pleasure, they want more giving than taking. they want you know more pleasure than pain. They want people to be nice, more nice than mean. And that makes sense at first, but understand that the other side is important as well. And when it comes to being appreciated for who you are, this is quite often overlooked because, again, you know, people only want the quote-unquote positive side. In fact, let me let me give you just—we were talking about my stepfather before, you know, gr- uh, growing up. Right. Gr- my father's still alive. I have a nice relationship with him. But I grew up with my stepfather and my mother. She's still alive, too. And I remember growing up, I was given a— <laughs> I'm giving age and time away here, but I got a $5 allowance. And to get that allowance, I had to mow the lawn, clean the room, that type of stuff. If I didn't do that, I didn't get the allowance, no matter how much I complained about it. But you know what? They were appreciating me, even though it may have seemed like a negative, by not giving in to my every whim. Because if they would have, then it would have basically made me dependent. So it taught me responsibility. It taught mm-hmm. me, that I like to say, tough love. So I was being appreciated, even though it wasn't being done in a quote unquote positive way.
2: Well, let me, uh, since you brought that up, I, I thought of a word uh, that I wanted to see if you could explain. If there, is there a difference between appreciated and validated? That's a good question.
3: And see, the way I see that is being appreciated, again, it's just not being appreciated for the quote-unquote positive. It's being appreciated for the two sides of who you are. When people seek validation, they're seeking validation typically for the quote-unquote positive or the good and all that that they do. But there's, like I gave you the example just now, there's going to be certain times where people are just not going to be in... What is seen as the positive, but that actually benefits you in your life. Like in the case with me, my mother, my Mm -hmm. stepfather, they didn't give in to me. I didn't like it at the time, but it taught me responsibility. So I wasn't looking for validation from them. I was being appreciated, even though I fully didn't understand it like I do now back then.
2: Very good. I I tell you, um, you just talking to my children about um, some of these things, uh, it's interesting that you know things you're talking about is, is some things that I had kind of guess I've been working on a little bit here and there to try to bring some balance. And there was something I had to, to do with my young son, um, which was his birthday is really close to Christmas. So what I decided to do um, to just show his appreciation that of course both both are separate days. And I, I t- clearly wanted him to indicate and let him know that that dad, uh, this is separate. This is birthday. So I don't want to combine. Okay, on Christmas I'm gonna celebrate your birthday. I wanted them to be two distinct times of celebration and appreciation, and I asked him, there's three things that I want to get for you on both of these, on these days, and one is to, something, the gift of learning, a gifts of something to wear and then something to play with. And what it did is it kind of validated and helped him to know that uh, out of two times a year, there was something that his dad was able to let him know that showing him appreciation, even though appreciation came throughout the year. But I don't know, something about for him is that he was really excited, a fact of picking these three gifts out of uh, something, you know, to play and learn and wear, um, that he began to have a sense of, of being appreciated. Because I took the time to kind of Lay out some things and giving him some examples, something to wear. Okay, look at what you need right now. Okay, we need some shoes. Oh, something to play with. Another video game? No, son. Let's, let's not do another video game. Let's find something else to play with. How about something outdoors? A bat and a ball and a glove, you know. So <laughs> so I understand that there was a difference between his appreciation and the validation. Um, and I think sometimes you get the pat on the back, Cheney. Uh Good job. Good job, Hammond. Real good job. You know, we get that as you were an athlete and so was I all through high school and college. Knowledge. And of course, pat on the butt, pat on the back, on good job. And oftentimes, it came from an act. It wasn't like you were just a good player overall. Where they would, but oftentimes, me being a quarterback and a wide receiver, I got a lot of praise and appreciation uh, as a football player and basketball player because being kind of like a lead role. But some of the guys that didn't get lead roles, that would sit on the bench, I wanted to make sure that they were appreciated that they were respected, that we acknowledge you as well, even though you didn't play today. And I think that's really good to talk about those voices of love and appreciation. And I guess through words, uh, oftentimes, and some act of kindness and appreciation is also very important. Would you agree? You'd make,
3: you'd make a good football coach, a baseball <laughs> coach, or <a> basketball coach.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, we had another question that we wanted to throw at you, Chaney. Um, uh, there's a, another, as you mentioned, often overlooked way of feeling and being appreciated that you feel is one of the most important things that comes up quite often, which can and does you know, make a difference, especially in relationships. So yes, people, now we're on relationships. So make sure you're taking notes. <laughs> so share us a little bit about uh, your thoughts on this further.
3: Well, I'm sure anybody who's ever been in a relationship and or a marriage, which is really the same thing, knows that there's going to be those not-so-best days, if you will. And regardless of if it's the husband or the wife who is not having that such a great day, if you will, the thing is by having your partner care enough and show their love and appreciation for you by backing off. And like I said, anyone who's been in a relationship or marriage knows that when their spouse is having an off day, there's one of two things you can do. You can either keep on them, so to speak, or you can just back off and give them alone time and that right there is a form of appreci- a big form of appreciating someone else because it's you know it, as human beings it's so easy to just especially in situations where you want to help someone to just want to just come out and say hey this is what i can do and you want to help many times it's a good idea to take a step back and just give someone alone time give them time to themselves and this is often mm-hmm. overlooked and it's really a skill to really learn because it's another way of showing your appreciation towards someone else and someone who you really care about because again it's 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 an unrealistic expectation to expect somebody to only think that being appreciated or to appreciate someone is just to like i was saying before being always quote unquote positive and mm-hmm. really wanting to come out directly and help them sometimes it's just taking that step back just listening to someone else or just giving them their own time their mm-hmm. alone time and just and really just know when to back off because again it's another way of appreciating someone and in doing it in such a way where you really don't do anything but the person on the other end will really pick up on that and that's when you really have that person they know they're being appreciated and it really strengthens that bond between the two of them
2: you know on on that uh, we've got to c- uh, take another break here real quick but i'd like to kind of go into that um, in, in the relationship part do you think it's something that you that one or the other would communicate saying like um, honey uh, oftentimes when I come home from work I just need a little quiet time I'm not really just jumping in the kitchen start cooking and cleaning and all this that but I just want to be able to relax a little bit and I'm going to the library or into the study and, and chill um, is that something that they would communicate or is that something you should feel and, and kind of know along the way
3: well I feel and I would say the consensus is to openly communicate that because yeah we're not mind readers but there are certain people who could just sense that in others i like to come from a place of letting the other person know and getting them to see how it serves and benefits them because once they see that then they'll back off and they'll let you do your thing and then like i said
2: it strengthens the bond between you even more okay great well it's great uh great stuff we're talking about cheney we're going to take a quick break and. Uh, Let the listeners marinate on that uh, good stuff we've been talking about. I tell you, it's good. So, folks, uh, still tune in. We're going to continue to talk with Mr. Cheney Weiner, a powerful, awesome man of human potential and development. Uh, We don't want you to go nowhere. We're going to talk a little bit about more on his beautiful book, talk a little bit about conflict and some other issues that uh, he mentions in his book. So stay tuned and don't go nowhere. And we'll be right back.
1: What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What makes you the
1: best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at Now, back to this week's program.
2: Welcome back to the Transformation for Success show. I'm your co-host. Uh, instead, for Dr. Barbara Young, Mr. Hammond Bolden, And joining us today is Mr. Cheney Weiner, sought-after human potential personal development guru that's joined us today out of his busy schedule. Uh, And we've been sharing a little bit about his new book, Because This Is Your Life. So we're going to go jump right on in here, Cheney, uh, to talk a little more about that. So I'd like you to share with the listeners how to overcome worrying about what other people think about you and how and where to find the courage to make changes in their lives.
3: Yeah, this goes, back about to, I, I, this goes back to pretty much what we've been talking about. There's a lot of overlap. And again, it's when you can come from a place of just realizing that no matter what you do, people are not going to like you and dislike you, support and challenge you, praise and criticize you, along with doing what it is that you truly love and going after what you really want. You won't let people bother you. And you know, it's interesting. One of the, the outside of, well, let's see, it's, how do I stay focused and I don't know what I want are the two biggest issues that people have. And this all ties in, especially the I don't know what I want, ties into having mm. you know people worry about what others think about it. Well, every person knows what they want to do. They wouldn't say I don't know what I want if they weren't comparing it to what they do want. So, right. people, so I'm bringing this up for a reason because people will worry about, What others will think, they'll say, geez, well, you know, if I tell my family or I tell my friends or whoever that I want to be an inspirational speaker, they're going to laugh at me. They're going to think I'm nuts. They're going to think I'm out of my mind. They're going to say, get real. I actually have a quote, and it goes like this. Next time someone tells you you're out of your mind, tell them thank you and say, I'd rather be out of my mind because I'm coming from my heart, and that's the most powerful and most authentic place to be. Yes, it is. it's so true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because this whole idea of worrying about what other people think about you, again, it stems out of this, well, what are they going to think if I say that I want to do blank? And obviously, this carries over into other areas of your life. But, again, you know, once you are doing what you love and you see those two sides of life and you really do what makes you unique, you won't worry about what other people think about you. Because, see, people will typically worry... People will worry most about what people think about the people that they infatuate with because think about it. When you if there's someone who you can't stand, don't like, you don't care what they say about you, but if it's let's say you're a guy and there's this girl that you really, really like and you want to date her and all that, you'll have a tendency to infatuate with her, but if she turns you down or says something, you're gonna worry about that more than if it was some other girl that you don't like who you really couldn't care less about. So those are just things to keep in mind. And that ties right into finding the courage to change your life. Because when you Mm -hmm. know what it is that you want to do, what you're here to do, and as I like to say, and I talk about in the book, and you be unreasonable about it. And what I mean by that is just to go beyond the norm. You know, what is it that makes you unique? What is it that you're here to do? And you stand your ground in doing it. And this goes back to the Emerson quote about trying to make you someone else. Mm -hmm. You won't let anything get in your way. You won't worry about what people think about you. I mean, just a real quick thing here. I'm not bringing in politics, but it's a great example. Look at Donald Trump. He has tens of millions of people who like him. He has tens of millions of people who can't stand him. Same thing is true with all the other candidates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the bigger the game you play in life, the more you're going to get that. So, obviously, he has a thick skin, but the person who's working at a job who's dealing with maybe 10 other employees... If they can't handle what other employees are going to say about them, then they're going to let it run their life. So it's just a matter of realizing, hey, you know, you're going to get this from people no matter what you do. You might as well be yourself and do your thing.
2: You, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, how you said uh, some things you just let water roll off you. And again, I'm, I'm rephrasing uh, this National trainer that I spoke about earlier, he used to say, you know, let that roll off you like water on a duck's back. Huh? And uh, <laughs> so I, I understand the importance of, you know, when you're getting with that criticism and people thinking about other things negatively about you, you've got to have the courage, uh, if you're making change in your life, to be adamant and very firm about it and really let that stuff roll off you. So it leads us to another question, Cheney, on dealing with conflict. And, and so I want you to share with us how to effectively resolve conflict without. You know, giving up and letting people get a piece of you, you know, giving up who you are. Let's talk a little bit about that.
3: Every person has something that is most important to them, second most important to them, third most important to them. Thing is, not no two people have exactly the same values, if you will, and that's where the conflict stems out of. So if you have a husband and a wife, let's say he comes home from work, she wants him to watch TV with her, but he wants to work out in the gym, well, there's going to be a conflict unless she can see how him going to the gym benefits her and how her wanting him to spend time with her benefits him in the gym. And I'm just right. giving a, a, an example right off the top of my head. You know, it's just a real quick story. I, I'm on, And there's a true story. Someone who's in my Breakthrough to Cheaper into a program I teach, this was that, that type of example. They... Woman who, came, who was in my program, they were, she was in a relationship with this guy, you know, boyfriend girlfriend. They were off and on. He wanted to, she wanted to get married and have a kid with him. He just got out of a divorce, had has an eight or at the time had an eight year old boy, and that was mm-hmm. the source of the conflict. She was pushing him to get married. Well, what I had to do was I had her come up with 200. It turned out to be 250 ways how what's most important to her benefits him, how what's most important to him benefits her. Right. And it took her time, it took her her several, well she did it over the course of a couple of days, Mm -hmm. but once she realized that, went through that, she broke the relationship off, and I'm just going quick with the story, I I didn't hear from her for about nine months, she contacts me nine months later and says that they're getting married, he showed up at the doorstep with a ring and proposed to her on Christmas, and I asked her what happened, well, much of it had to do with what I had to do because she realized what was important to him, he realized what was important to her, and they communicated in terms of that. And so that reduced the conflict that was involved, in their case, in the getting married, having a relationship. But it's true with people, it's true with nations, it's true with businesses. (laughs) Every every one side is going to have what's... Things that are most important to them, the other side is going to have what's most important to them. If they're in agreement of that, there's no conflict. If there's not, which there usually isn't, then there's going to be conflict. Well, when someone cares enough about someone else, they'll take the time to realize how what's important to them serves the other person
2: and vice versa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about something that I thought was quite interesting um, that talks about how it it means to find your soulmate that you already have. What do you mean by that?
3: Everyone has their soulmate. It's just a question of is it in one person or is it in many? Because someone who is not in a relationship will say, "Well, I don't have my soulmate." But when you take a look at it closer, you'll see that they have bits and pieces of that in their life. So, let's say a woman who isn't in a relationship, she says she hasn't found her soulmate. Well, number one, she and this goes for men too, she has Past baggage from past relationships. So once that's cleared, that's mm-hmm. going to open it up for her to find that one person. But in the meantime, she doesn't want to do. She may have the person who cuts her hair, may have some of the traits in her ideal soulmate, the person that's someone at the gym, someone at her work. It's going to be different for each person, but the point is, we all have our soulmate. It's just a question of, is it in one person, or is it dispersed out over many? And It's going to depend on, did you clear your past charges from past relationships? Because I could tell you right now, go and look. You can look in your own life, look at the times when you didn't have a relationship relationship with that one person, and look at past relationships. Was that getting in the way of that?
2: Absolutely. And well, as we you know, uh, that's that's some really good stuff, I, and I really hope that uh, our listeners are really chewing on this uh, because, again, it's just, it's a new di- It's a it's a, it's a very good. Um, I think as far as the subject that you're bringing, I, I really believe that a lot of people are um, as far as relationships. It's probably one of the hottest topics, you know, as far as in social media and discussion in chat rooms and talking. It is, about and most, always yes. will be.
3: Always, Thanks, always.
2: Um, and and uh, you know, it's kind of like as we all. I, I think all of us, uh, you know, are, are wanting to somehow. Well, maybe not all, but most of us are looking to somehow uh, find some improvements, how to tweak and change some things in pursuit and in, in relationships and development and so forth, and and um, uh, you know, just knowing that you may have more than one soulmate, uh, understanding that you know. There could be some conflict. How can we resolve? Uh, I don't like green peas, and you don't. So, do when do we cook green peas? You know, and because I mean, I'd eat the green peas sitting at the table. So, I, I understand how important it is to effectively communicate, um, especially in relationships with you know our family, our kids, our wives, husbands. Um, so let's uh, mention a little bit. As you know, the show as we, is entitled "Transformation for Success." I just wanted you to maybe give some personal uh, inspiration, advice on uh, what you would give to some young people today, you know, who are in relationships maybe a little too early uh, or maybe in some relationships and not really sure where they are and who they are and what they should do. And can you help them with some encouragement and inspiration?
3: Yeah, four things. I mentioned three of them already. One, to be yourself in a world that's doing everything you can to change you. Number two. All right to know that no matter what you do in life, you're gonna have people liking, disliking you, praising, and criticizing you equally. Then you have people supporting you, challenging you too, no matter what you do. So you may as well be yourself. And along with that, to know that we all live in a, like I call it, two-sided world. There's an equal amount of quote-unquote positive and quote-unquote negative in every situation. Look at all situations as having that. Even the ones that go your way, there's gonna be drawbacks to those situations. The person who wins the lottery, there's drawbacks to that. And finally, yes. <laughs> yes. to do what you love while helping others do the same. Or as I like to say, it's about helping people to help others.
2: That's good. That's good. Say that again.
3: It's about helping people to help others, and that's actually a subtitle of one of the chapters in, in my book, Helping People to Help Others.
2: Helping People to Help Others. You know, I, I don't know if that's, that's like self-taught I mean but that's that's that that is the you know the hub of of truly what uh, uh relationships are about uh, you know just helping helping others and when you help others oftentimes i mean there's a uh bible reference that I tend to use that say when you water someone else's garden your your garden gets watered so it's it's just make finding a way to uh be helpful and, and some way to uh, be positive and to encourage and inspire and even you know the, the ability to change someone's lives whether it's through an act of kind of you know uh, generosity or kindness. Uh, it cr- an it act creates of love. a ripple effect. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me hit you too. We got about four minutes to close. Um, what kind of new projects you you got working on that you want to talk about?
3: Well, uh, another book. Interesting. This book that I wrote here is 354 pages. The challenging part of it was getting it down to under 500, so I have all the material that's going into the next book. I also have my Breakthrough to Achieve program, which is a coaching program I teach. I'm also adding some new stuff into there, so I got that going on. And as of right now, that's, that's pretty much it. Those are the two main things.
2: Okay. Well, let me uh, kind of wrap up with this, Cheney. What is one of the life lessons Uh, that you'd like to look back on um, in your life that you've always remembered and that you'll never forget?
3: I said it earlier, and it's that important, that we live in a two-sided world, and there's an equal amount of benefits and drawbacks to each and every situation you encounter, and the same is true of people, as each person has an equal amount of things that you like and dislike about them. And really quick, I mentioned that baseball story when I got cut when the coach Mm -hmm. cut me. In that same moment, he cut me and rejected me, He accepted me by making that comment that he made, and that was the trigger point that answers the question that you just asked me. Because we live inside a world, and things, every moment, every situation has two sides to it. We're not aware of it, but that's one of the purposes that I have is making people aware of it because it helps them live more meaningful and inspiring
2: lives. Wow. Well, Cheney, you know, I want to really thank you. I wish we had more time uh, for the show, but uh, you know, as I wrap up. You know, I want to really thank you uh, for your time for being on the Transformation for Success show. Um, yes, and Dr. Young, uh, well, unfortunately, was unable to be here today. Uh, but we want to really uh, say we appreciate taking the time, you know, from your busy schedule to share your amazing story and journey of transformation and what things it took for you to get to where you are today, and then also the passion and the inspiration that uh, you've been called to do. And we really want to thank you for taking the time to share some of your success principles and things you live by and you're even writing about it so that we have something that we can always take home i always used to say some things are best heard and said so i think you know it's it's always good to see something in writing and uh, when you have something in writing you have a Better time in remembering it. Long they say the longest memory is a short line. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So again, Cheney, thank you so much for the time and listeners. Uh, we want to just let you know um, that we are actually getting ready to launch a new time uh, for the Transformation for Success show that's going to be starting next Tuesday, and uh, we're going to have an exciting guest. Uh, His name is going to be none other than the pastor, Michael Barrett, uh, from the Southern California area. Uh, So we just wanted to wish you, uh, Cheney, continued blessings and success on your journey and on your new book. Uh, We thank you for being authentic and transparent and sharing your valuable lessons that you've learned along the way. And as Dr. uh, Barbara Young closes her show, I'd like to just finally say, be blessed, be encouraged, be motivated, and be inspired, and be forever Transform. We want to thank you so much for listening, and the download also will be available if you did. If you we're not able to listen to, live to the show. Again, I'm your her co-host, Mr. Hammond Bolden. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.
1: We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week.
0: and management.